0: All right, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everyone. I'm extremely appreciative for all of your patience, particularly the last couple weeks, Um, whatever hit me was uh, pretty strong, Uh, as you could tell lasted for uh, significantly longer than I would have liked. But with that said, as you can probably see, beards grown a little bit, but I am back and ready to roll. So Let's dive into it. I'm currently traveling as we speak, but that is not going to stop any of the planned content that I had that I still plan to release over the coming days. But I decided to do this episode earlier than normal and also combine some new topics uh, to make this more of a surprise episode, uh, as well as a very special thank you from the bottom of my heart for the members uh, for being so uh, patient and supportive simultaneously. So today's episode is called, and if you'll forgive me, I have some notes here, perpetual motion, creating, uh, first off, perpetual motion, creating your own math, lightning tells all, and the tapered buildup matters. But then the final, the S in the word matters, uh, has brackets in it, because it's a play on word, a play on words to actual matter in what we describe in science and physics and all of that. Now, this is half serious, but also semi-joking in a particular way. And what I'm about to say here is. may make some of you laugh, but it speaks to a grander concept of which we're going to bring full circle in this particular episode. So one thing that I found, particularly when observing the psychology of individuals and trying to understand the intricacies of various human, we could say tribal uh, physiological perspectives, epigenetic perspectives, and then coming to a point of ingrained cultural I guess you could say belief as if it, you know, anything to think otherwise would be heretic. And, you know, again, we can argue maybe that is something what we would call religion in society today. But again, no disrespect to my religious friends, I think there's a lot of scientific truth in religion in and of itself. But the point is, is that basically, the more one works their way up the ladder in a social sense, in any field of the world doesn't have to be in anything particular, so to speak, even putting aside what we do here at the show, you'll find that, people become more and more like electrical sparks in the sense of what do i mean by that well the more someone climbs a ladder or a hierarchy if we think of for example maslow's hierarchy of needs and things like this we see of course the typical pyramid as we know it to be but what's interesting is that not only of course is the pyramid fractal and it's you know integral in the sense that it needs to have a tapered buildup, but as you work your way up the ladder there are less and less people That you find as you get closer to the top just like a tree branch and you know that speaks to the idea of are we a fractal representation in our natural heuristic and inherent thought but you find something even more particular and more peculiar about the behaviors of these people for better or worse is not for me to say but what's interesting is that the more one works their way up the social ladder of people in general the more that we find that people are very significantly and very strongly like electrical sparks in the sense that they're focused, they're precise, And they will shock you or zap you. And this is sort of the joking part in terms of for better or worse. Unfortunately, it's largely been for worse. But again, at the end of the day, we see that that is the case nonetheless. So let's dive into it. And we're going to go through every single uh, word and topic mentioned in this title in the order that it was stated. So what I'm going to be doing here is I'm going to be uh, minimizing myself into the corner of the screen and we are going to now minimize um, our screen recording uh, app here and this is where it's going to get interesting and the reason i say that is because let's take a look very simply at lightning strikes okay folks we look at lightning strikes and lightning bolts and all of that and we need to in my opinion take a grand step back with the concept of perpetual motion and, and perpetual motion as we've defined in previous episodes um as per the official you know societal definition is the concept Concept of never-ending, so to speak, motion in which everything is constantly in flux and in movement. Now, as we've as we've seen, quantum physics, quantum field theory, quantum mechanics, quantum electrodynamics, anything quantum seems to allude to the the, the statement and even in some cases, in many cases, makes more than an illusion uh, so much as it does a direct statement that matter and energy is is neither created nor destroyed, but rather just recycled in a particular manner or way. Now, we can discuss about to what extent they're uh, recycled, how they're recycled, and maybe just like an onion, there are many different layers to that particular recycling. But the point here is this. Look at a lightning strike, folks, right? We see here another picture of a lightning strike as well. And one thing that i find ironic but at the same time almost laughable in the, in the sense of how in our face things are is that we see here images of actual lightning strikes and people talk about you know you know lightning doesn't come from the sky it comes from the ground and all this and yada yada well we can debate that too for a moment but imagine what we see as lightning strikes are in fact all around us just like a fluid or just like for example water inside of a pool imagine the water in this pool as constantly being electrifying, but some water is much more electrifying than others. And that particular piece or strand or wave of water, right, let's just say a little strand where my mouse is, for example, is going to, quote unquote, light up because of its thermodynamic pressure, velocity, and we could say, again, concentration, is going to light up, literally, both in weight and in actual perceptive and perception-based visuals into what we call a lightning bolt. It doesn't mean that there are not other lightning bolts all around us all the time, and we can argue this in a particular way because If we look here, again, according to Google, the Institute of Physics, iopscience.iop.org, since practically 70% of the body is made up of water, the human body, it is considered to be a good conductor of electricity on average. Well, you might be saying, Dave, okay, where are you trying to go with this? Well, ultimately, what I'm trying to get at here, folks, is that if we look in particular, and we're going to bring the sketchboard in, if we were to draw what has normally been the cartoon-based concept of lightning strikes, this is how, dare I say, um, in your face it is, so to speak and what is it it's the so-called understanding and or answer of a of everything a unified field theory you name it we know that lightning strikes have been drawn to be very similar in this particular regard in this way right people have seen and seen them to be like this in whether it's in cartoons in newspaper sketches you name it people talk about lightning strikes being again sort of jaggedy and we see that to be the case with the images in which we again looked at now this is where it gets interesting i don't want to focus so much on the actual lightning bolt itself but so much but i want to focus more so folks on the gap and the gaps, rather, between the bolts. And you may say, Dave, well, what do you mean? Well, again, if we compare this sketch to a particular lightning strike or a lightning bolt over here, right, we see it's not perfectly straight, not at all. It's, as a matter of fact, what we would call asymmetric, right? It is not perfectly symmetric. The human body is also asymmetric. If you recall, we talked about on the recent Antiquitech episode with our great friends, uh, Brandon and... Both Matt's, uh, both the architect and Matt from the Great Deception podcast, we talked about this idea of how humans are free energy machines or devices. And that could be simply proven just by saying just by asking yourself a simple question. Can I exert more physical energy than what I consume in terms of the food that I eat? Yes. Now, don't get me wrong. You'll be hungry. You'll, you're going to want to eat after, you know, if you were to eat, say, uh, say, have a, a small bowl of, uh, say, a, you have a steak and a small bowl of rice and then you go out for, say, you know, a five, six, seven mile jog, you're going to be hung, of course, but you could still do it, which speaks to the idea of are we as humans ever staying still? Not really. Even when we're sleeping, if we think of a pure matter physical sense, we're moving in our beds, all of that kind of stuff. Now, what if intent is? and various other elements within the for lack of a better term or maybe not pool of our reality creates certain points in which certain parts of the pool are much more we could say tangentially meaning temporarily tangentially electrified than others but that's not even what I'm trying to get at in a full circle sense notice something here with the gaps folks of the lightning bolts themselves from the actual sketches here look at this notice something in particular no, look at what I have just drawn right over here. What I have just drawn in general, and even if we were to say black out for a moment, uh, this particular part of the, the bolt itself, let's just scrap that for a moment, forget this, and let's focus on just the, the one gap over here. We are noticing that we are actually describing, excuse me, um, this right over here, Pythagoreus' theorem, the gaps in between are, again, a squared plus b squared equals c squared, which, of course, we don't need to understand any of that. But the reason I bring this up is because we see an integration just like stairs on a step to a general vicinity of what we would call a potentially based orientation and focus of energy. Now, the question becomes, if this is the case here, if there is a gap where green is, what is this speaking to, Dave? What are we looking at here? Well, if we were to draw with, I'm gonna use a different color here, if we were to draw the overall outline of this particular vicinity, right, in which we're looking at here, between and before the next gaps, we'd have a square so this gap or this potential between the quote-unquote air slash empty space and the bolt striking itself completed the full square this goes back to the idea of what's been called Planck cubes and this also speaks to Pythagoras' two-to-one ratio. This idea that there cannot be, by definition, a perfect symmetric or entropic state that actually satisfies the second law, Newton's second law, which would be thermodynamics, a closed system that would violate all of that. It's been in front of our face the entire time because we know that a closed system looks like this over here. Nothing can get out. Just like when you're boiling water on the stove, for example, right? Sometimes the water starts to pour out of the stove because it has nowhere else to go. Well, the question is, what if we were to envision for a moment this idea of implementing another closed system over the initial closed system? Well, we don't have a closed system anymore. We can argue from a fractal sense, we still do. But we have an interconnected system now, which speaks to this idea of the center of the two over here, I'm going to, let's just use, a, say, orange, for example. The center part, where I'm coloring in orange, is a matter of fact, a context-based, different, we could say, circle, so to speak, than the other two. Even though the other two came together to make the center one happen. Just like a male and a female coming together to have kids. It's the same idea. This also reminds us of, may I say, the vesica piscis. The womb of the universe, and I'm just reading here from sagegoddess.com and external-content from DuckDuckGo, the Vesica Piscis is the sacred geometric design of creation. It is a symbol of the divine feminine and exudes the potent mystery of two, two holes coming together in divine union to create and birth a new life. And you'll see where I'm going in a more material sense shortly, perhaps even scientific. The Vesica Piscis is a gateway between the worlds. It represents the etheric field, the bridge between heaven and earth. All things must pass through the etheric field and over the bridge between one world to the other in order to be. It sustains all things in creation. Well, this is where it gets interesting, because we see the vesica piscis. we see here the image, right? If we zoom in here, I can't help but think I'm also compelled to think of the idea... Of again, this concept of the convex lens and of the two of the sort of Venn diagram looking scenario, which also speaks to what we would call an oscillatory theory of consciousness this idea of constant resonance and vibration. But I will do you even one better in particular, which is this right over here. Let's take this lightning strike, for example, right? And then let us now do a whole other lightning bolt in the we could say give me one second here, directly opposing the other one. Now, I think some of you may see where I'm trying to get at here. The point is with this, folks, is that what we're looking at here, as you see, is are we not, by the way, looking at what in math is called a vector? As we see here, a gauge vector. You know gauge theory are we not by the way if we were to zoom this out even more are we not also potentially see there's a meeting point in which the bolts meet at are we not also if we were to say connect this for a moment and we were to say color not make this cylindrical even though that would speak to the appropriate geometry relative to what i'm trying to say here if we were to color this in quickly look at the big picture folks we're looking at the at one variation of the onk. We're, also, we're looking at one variation of the Y. We're looking, by the way, if we were to complete those gaps of the Y, respectively, we're looking at Pac-Man's open mouth if we were to look at this sideways. So what I'm trying to get at here, folks, is the idea that when we look, for example, <clears throat> at, again, Google, according to West Texas A&M University, this is not coming from me, wtamu.edu if anyone wants to look into this, But in fact, photons are the only things that humans can directly see. A photon is a bit of light, and human eyes are specifically designed to detect light. This happens when a photon enters the eye and is absorbed by one of the rod or cone cells, again, cone, that concept of the tapering of the cone, that cover the retina on the inner back surface of the eye. What's interesting about all of this is that It's almost as if photons were meant to be by something else, perhaps even ourselves, trapping ourselves in our own prejudices from a conscious angle, not going to get into that in this particular episode, A, a form of, I say this very carefully: a form of entrapment, which would explain potentially why people constantly see beings or spirits or think they see things with the corner of their eyes. That's why, in a lot of cases, if somebody is trying to see something in the in in the in the dark, whether it's a dark room or it's evening time, and you're trying to look for something, a lot of times. The thing, the object someone's looking for, some people have found to realize you don't look directly at the object where if you say, for example, you think you forgot your, your phone in your bedroom and it's dark and you don't want to turn the light on for whatever reason, you remember that you left your phone on somewhere on your desk or your bed, let's say. You have a general idea or approximation of where it is in its geographic vicinity, but you do not, with your eyes, optically and visually look directly at where you think it will be, you use the corner of your eye, because for some odd reason, and I say that odd sarcastically, the corner of the eye renders more adaptable and environmentally contextual, um, we could say, uh, forms of matter around us, than if we were to look directly at the bed or the desk. And we, we know this because it takes longer to quote-unquote for our eyes to render or load or adapt to the dark room if we were to look directly at something compared to as if we used the corner of our eye. Which is interesting. These are all the little subtleties that are, so to speak, right in front of our face. Not only that, <clears throat> but we find that what we've also drawn here, again, is the reality of a lightning bolt or a lightning strike, but if flipped upside down, What we're also looking at, if we were to sketch that out very quickly, if we were to just flip the the strike upside down, we are looking again at the tapered resonant buildup of human thinking and the idea or, or, you know, the proposal of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We're seeing the same reoccurrence of this different concept. And then you may ask, okay, Dave, well, we covered this idea of perpetual motion, lightning strikes, you know, the tapered buildup of things in in a plethora of different ways let's go to the final concept of creating your own math well this speaks to the idea and you may say dave that's a bold statement well this would speak this again in, in traditional uh formal academia you'd be called a heretic a crazy person but forget them the point ultimately here is that if we look at the overall proposal that if one were to create their own fundamental rules with numbers there is no right or wrong way so long as the individual follows the base rules they have established for themselves which they wouldn't mind doing because they use their own imagination and intent to do what they wanted to do and you may say dave well what do you mean by that well what i mean is if we were to look at certain numbers here, say the number one, the number two, the number three, this is the normal linear way in which we have perceived numbers to be the case. But what if, for example, in, before we go to number two or three, what if from one we then have a compromise or a, a, an entire um, subsection composing the number one so we have 0.1 0.2 and you may say dave okay well this is a form of mathematics that is already known well the point is ultimately folks that i'm trying to say here is that even 0.1 and 0.2 it does there does not need to be a particular order relative to how you would like to dictate your own formulation of the numbers because your own formulation of the numbers will then lead to a visual depiction of something that will then help make you understand something far more better in general than if one were to be doing something completely different or akin to that of the traditional university and school system So with that said, everybody, I would like to thank each and every one of you for giving this a watch or a listen, because I think that hopefully this will, um, again, bring a a general, formal understanding and comprehensive, uh, we could say, grasp of what we're looking at here. And we'll catch you all very, very soon. Thank you so much, everyone.